Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Dope Black Disabled Podcast, home of unapologetic blackness, disability advocacy, pride and representation, and conversations that go there. Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag DBDisabledPod. That's hashtag D-B-D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-P-O-D. Let's get talking. Hello, welcome to the Dope Black Disabled Podcast. This is the place we talk about life, career, love, faith, spirituality, society, and pop culture joyfully and truthfully through the lens of disability. I'm Kimmy. I'm Christy. I'm Zainab. Welcome to your new favorite podcast. Now, for our listeners that need it, this is my voice. <laughs> this is my voice. This is my voice. This is my voice. This is my voice. Christine, how your voice sound? Hi, guys. I think at this point, you guys know this is my voice. It gets a little raspy. It gets a little deep, you know, a little, little sassy. <laughs> this is my voice. How about you, Zaynab? Well, this is my voice. It's going to sound like when I don't like something being said is when something's crazy. I mean, this is me when I'm being nice, you know, when I'm just like, okay, people be crazy still. But, you know, y'all going to realize my voice as we go. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up your voice, don't worry. Yeah, we'll pick up my voice, no problem. <laughs> so we usually open with how we feel. And, you know, through the lens of disability and how our week was. So, I mean, I'll go first in saying that I feel exhausted. Mm. I am worn out. <laughs> I have had two big victories in my career that this time last year I never would have imagined being featured on a Sky News having a Sky News interview having this podcast on the front page number two on the new and newsworthy list on Apple and our podcast finally getting on Apple after the battle that we've had thanks to our distributors Acast so it's been a great week professionally, but I've not been able to savor in it or enjoy it because of what we're going to talk about. And it's amazing how someone in your life can take up room in your mind because they have taken up room positively and they've built you up. It's easy for their exit and for some of their actions to break you down because by loving them and by the access you've given them to your life you've given them power and I've just learned that this week how are you all doing 
Um, this has been in a very interesting week for me. Let's see if I can get through this without crying. Nope. <laughs> I'm not. This has been a really hard week for me. Um, emotionally and dealing with my disability and how things have transpired around it. Um, hmm. My body, I'm really back pushing my, as you guys know, I really like to push my body. And I'm literally recording this from my office right now. I've been able to, I think because I'm so emotionally exhausted, I'm able to like really just put a lot into my body and to work and to what I'm doing because it takes my mind off of it. And so my body's really tired. Like I'm really sore and I'm still walking, but I have to keep going because like emotionally, <laughs> this has been a really, really hard <laughs> a thing week for me and um but one day at a time and um in the word of you know the baby prophetess um annie the sun will come out tomorrow <laughs> come on baby prophetess yes <laughs> come on baby prophetess the curly shanana <laughs> <laughs> how about you zainab well, let's in, let's introduce Zainab first of all. So Zainab is a valued part of our community. She is a model, an activist, a business woman, a beautiful human being. Um, you need to follow her on Instagram to see how she slays. Literally, I'm Zainab on Instagram and. We met when we did a new nude uh, photo shoot. We were modeling for a swimsuit company. And at that time, I was still pursuing my plus-size modeling career. And our parts intersected. And who knew that I would end up back being uh, 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 bed-bound again and my path would take me and my, my, my purpose would take me to a place I'd be doing disability advocacy and running Dope Black Disabled and having Zainab as one of my community members and that deepening our friendship and our understanding and us having so much fun, but also some honest conversations and just going through this life, navigating disability together from two strangers that met sitting on a rock with our bare bum bums in nude swimwear to now friends that literally spent hours on FaceTime laughing at anything, everything and nothing. And years later, from like 2017, I'm so grateful for that. So our guest today is Miss Zainab. Jesus, you guys are going to let you guys make me cry. Ah, for all different reasons as well. But yeah, firstly about me, I am very awkward, you know, when it comes to stuff like this. But, you know, we all have to get ourselves out there, especially being the way that we are. We have to get out of our comfort zone as much as we can. Mm. But my mm. week, huh, hmm. huh. <laughs> my week has been very weird. I am physically exhausted mm -hmm. like but then I keep having this inner thing that is pushing me to go outside and do that one minute or two minute walk even though it's painful because it's like my mm -hmm. physical yeah. self is fighting with my emotional self they're trying to balance each other out 
And um, especially because I got horrible news this week about my leg. I thought I would be walking mm-hmm. with prosthetics forever. That was like a miracle for me. But then I'm having to learn how to transition with wheelchairs because I'm, my body can't take the steroid injections anymore. So mm-hmm. or else my bones are going to get weak and I'm only 21. So it's been a crazy week, but <laughs> only know what can I say? I'm here with my boyfriend. <laughs> hey, boyfriend. Honestly, like, he has been... the. This is the word I didn't like using, a crutch. And I don't like using... I don't even like... I don't even use a crutch. Kimi knows that. I don't use anything. So it's like, it's nice to have someone to lean on and for him to... Yeah. Be, like, because I had a crisis literally last night with um, my back. I got that stabbing pain I got when I was um, paralyzed for a bit, basically. And he was he was just there and helping me not be scared and helps me understand that I'm not crazy for feeling a certain type of way about because mm-hmm. you know we all go through disabilities our moods change like you know mm-hmm. and I keep telling him I know it sounds crazy like dating me is going to be very different to dating someone that's able oh I say that mm-hmm. it's a heavy I thing to that. say and it's very painful to say to somebody but it's the truth. Because we come with a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. see, some of us might not even be depressed or diagnosed with PTSD or anything like that. But, or mood changes. But our mood, like, sometimes we, I can look at my leg and I'll just be in a bad mood for the whole day. So I'm telling, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, he's trying to adjust, you know, in a way where it's like, you know, we're talking about ableist and stuff. He's trying to remove himself from what he's used to, you know, and mm-hmm. bring himself into my world and see how he can fit in not how he can help because he's not my caretaker but how he can fit in so yeah this mm. week has been a bit of growing and adjusting oh wow wow i i love i love your honesty yeah we we we, we love to hear it and uh we love young love i met your boyfriend and i'm always like a like a judge of character when my friends are in a relationship i'm like my antenna is like i might be biased he's a fellow southern african tongue clicker tribe so i might be biased that he's my fellow tongue clicker you know but you know order to the end <laughs> but we have so in this on this podcast we have something that we say we have an auntie warning you may have delicate sensibilities so you must know that in this house we, we say, say fuck <laughs> get with it <laughs> as she goes down we swore <laughs> so a big can you please calm down uh we pay taxes you see so the thing is we'd be paying taxes and bills and the world is a shitty place so the least we can do is have the liberty to cuss bare minimum (laughs) but this week's operation affirmation is are you ready for the affirmation of this episode i'm ready Right, engage your Shanana and get ready to speak to her and tell her that today I choose to focus on my abilities. I am able in some ways. I hold power within me. Even as I have limited abilities, I choose to feel empowered. Yeah. I definitely felt that in my Shanana. Okay. I'm going to repeat it so you feel it in your Shondo. Today, 
I choose to focus on my abilities. I'm able in some ways. I hold power within me. Even as I have limited abilities, I choose to feel empowered. So don't let them tear you down. Right? That went inside my zoo. That's on period. Oh, Mary had a little lamb. And that's on Mary had a little lamb. Bad. <laughs> oh, as I closed my eyes, Kimmy's words was just like, you know when you drink water early in the morning and it's cold water, you can feel it going down your organs. I'm just like, huh? Yeah, it's going to this side. <laughs> no, now go to this side. You know? Ah. You have to enter my body fully. Am I a cool water? Cool water, cool water. <laughs> you know, since we have already addressed how our weeks have been with our disabilities, I believe since the crux is a bit sticky still, we can get right into it. So I would like to preface this by saying that this week's podcast will play host to an important discourse that intersects with my life, Kimmy, and both personally and professionally, an incident occurred that if handled differently by both parties would have been innocuous and a teachable moment. However, we're here recording a podcast episode with an account of how ableism, casual everyday ableism, became the demise of a years-long friendship. I'd like to preface this by saying that I do not condone ableism in any form, and I am so set in my convictions that it has informed my career as a disability DEI trainer, combating ableism in the workplace, and a disability rights activist advocating for the rights of my community. The impetus is on me. To live consciously, dismantling the system of racism and ableism is great in terms of size, but a double-edged sword as I have had to divest, unlearn, and divorce myself from long-held norms that do not serve my community well, thusly do not serve me well. So please listen to this episode with that in mind give me everything you see just used to cause it just shock me <sighs> write a book it shocked you it shocked you <laughs> no but we needed to preface this <laughs> we needed to preface this so that we know that this is not just polemic diatribe to serve an agenda or of any sort this is literally an account of how societal ills infiltrated a pure friendship and ended it and yes pride was involved yes hurt was involved yes a lot of toxicity was involved however sometimes when society intersects with our own personal hubris you end up with a dead friendship so christine do you remember monday we were on facetime I remember Monday we were on FaceTime. There was a lot of things discussed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when we were talking, do you remember me going, Ugh! and then just carrying on talking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember you clutched your pearls for a momentary. It was a little <laughs> glitch in the matrix. 
yeah. but we kept it pushing. Yeah. And then I took a screenshot. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying that you're taking a screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just carried on because the conversation we were having, we were having like a heart to heart sister conversation and the conversation we were having was bigger. I believed in that moment than the ableism I was seeing. However, this had to be addressed. So I said, screenshot. So what had happened was I'm on the, I'm on FaceTime with Christine on dope black disabled page. I posted a, this is why Christine is all up and through this whole thing. (laughs) It's, it's, It's something else. So I posted a reel on Dope Black Disabled Instagram of Christine putting on her prosthetic leg and a cover and putting on jeans with that famous TikTok sound that says, nobody's going to know. How will they know? Nobody's going to know. And it did very well. And what does the caption say, Christine? I can't remember verbatim. But I know it talks about um, how we we can make jokes, mm-hmm. but not everybody can. But if we make jokes, it's okay to laugh. We make the jokes. We control that. I'm going to read it verbatim. It says, our podcast co-host, Christine, is not only funny on the podcast, but on TikTok as well. The topic of disability is often approached either with awkwardness or crass ableism. There's no in-between. However, we should look to disabled people to express themselves with honesty. And if humor is a part of it, so be it. It's okay to laugh with us when we make the joke. In big letters, we make the joke. However, each individual is different. For some people, laughter is a trigger. The point is, disabled people have a sense of humor too. One rule. In capital letters, we make the joke. And Christine actually commented saying, yes, we make the jokes. And when we do, it's okay to laugh. I make leg jokes a lot. Ask at Kimisoko CBQ. Thanks for sharing this. Because we literally, like, we'll be talking to Christine. We'll be like, I'm standing on one leg. Oh, I'm like, Christine. I can make the most awkward situations more awkward by dropping a leg joke. And I think it's the best thing ever. Because it takes a lot to be able to laugh at yourself. You know how long? <laughs> People laughed at me for so long. Now I get to laugh at myself. Ha <laughs> ha. And I, I, I make better jokes. Exactly. And the wit is quick. Yes. Real with it. I don't care if you're awkward. I just did a good joke. <laughs> oh, y'all laugh now. Laugh, laugh. <laughs> like when I went to dinner. And they brought an octopus tentacle to the table. And I was like, me and the octopus are both wondering what happened to our leg. <laughs> Christine Jonell. Christine Jonell. This is why I deal with this on a daily basis. We'll be talking. <laughs> I said, I said, I don't know what I was talking about. And I was like, oh, me and my crutches between me and my crutches. I have four legs. I can, I can fight someone. So she was like, well, I have one leg. I was like, ah! I have one. Yes, I tell my dog he outnumbers me in legs. So. Oh, no, hell no. We got three. Now go to school. Come on. One, two, three. I cannot. <laughs> I live. I live with this on a daily basis. 
bigger, we got bigger third legs than. Let me not continue. Yeah, I hear me. <laughs> Say that. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to get it together. I'm trying to get it together. How will I read if my eyes are watering? <laughs> Do you see? We have a sense of humor too. Disabled people have a sense of humor for a long time because of institutionalization and the pity and the way we've been infantilized. Uh, naturally, we're infantilized, and naturally, people think, Oh, poor diddums. People don't get to see that we're full humans with a sense of humor, with sex lives, with like parts of humanity that are normal to everyone else but are omitted when thinking about the range and the totality, the sum total of what makes a person but a disabled person, those things are omitted because we're infantilized. However, we still have those. We have humor. We have a sense of humor. We have sex drives. We have desires. We have preferences. You know, disabled people are full humans. 100%. Even if the screwdriver is bent, at the end of the day, it's still a screwdriver. Mm. So whatever yeah. human being is yeah. bent or whatever shape you are, you are still a human being. Do you see how I will give you English affirmations? She will not give you anti-affirmation. African anti-affirmation. Even a broken matchstick will start fire. My my daughter, you'll be fine. I just want to take up space and just say how much I love Zainab right now. Like she's giving me life. Her and all her translations give me straight life. That's why I'm over here like, like I love her. <laughs> she's an African auntie. She's a working African auntie. Like she'll be like, uh-uh, why are you crying now? Do do you not know you're a burnt screwdriver? You can still screw. <laughs> That's something I would say then. <laughs> I know you too well. This is an example of us having the power and the autonomy in humor. You see? So I'm on FaceTime with Christine. And a former friend in a new foe tweets. So mind you, literally like less than an hour before, that dope like disabled post with Christine and nobody's going to know post had gone up. And I go on Twitter. I'm literally scrolling on Twitter. Hello, ADHD. Whilst I'm on um, a, a FaceTime with Christine. And we're talking. I'm scrolling. We're talking. How do I see someone who's supposed to be a close friend in a group of people that we are all best friends? And she tweets, is it wrong that I feel uncomfortable when people with disabilities make fun of their own disabilities on social media? You then have people laughing at you because of your disabilities too, which is weird to me. So I see this. I say, I cannot believe my eye. It's just pure stupidity to my brain. Me, I cannot say that because that used to be my sister, but I I didn't say it. (laughs) I see this and I freeze because she is a champion of diversity in her industry and she's up in the ranks in her industry and she has a lot of influence. And under this tweet, this tweet is only 22 minutes old, but there are three people who have already commented, and these people are being alarmingly ableist under the comments. 
like oh my gosh it just makes me awkward now you have to, to, to look at the disability it's just awkward da, da, da. it was an awkward awkward thing and people were being violently like ableist underneath the comments so i think of the gif of christine tegan with like her awkward like, oh, like so i i put for the people that will comment afterwards, because she knows who I am and I'm going to talk to her privately. However, because of her power, there's already people who are starting to talk. So I am going to say something and also leave something symbolic that people can read and catch themselves before they say something. So I said, disabled person and activist who just made such a post here we are human too. We love too. It's not fair to censor ourselves and be left out of the whole concept of humor. We should have enough bodily autonomy to speak about our bodies with free will, despite your feelings. And I then DM her Christine's video through Doe Black Disabled on my personal account. I DM her and I said, RE Twitter, as in like in an email, like, you know, like, you know, we're talking about Twitter. This is what I'm talking about. I have a client on my head, bad chronic fatigue day. My mother is in rare form of needing like technical support. I'm literally the IT crowd in the basement, like being told, okay, this is broken. Okay, this is, like, I am stressed out. I literally had a breakdown on that day, like wanted to cry. So I don't have time to be like this. So I literally, I'm like, okay, here, I'm going to tell you how this is wrong. I'm going to send you this DM, hopefully to start a conversation privately, because we need to have this conversation privately as friend. I said this on Twitter. Here, this is what I'm talking about. What are you thinking? She messaged me like, okay, you're, she now starts attacking me in the DMs. You're kind of moving mad. What's all that about? Your attitude is this, your energy is this. And on Twitter itself, she goes, girl, what are you talking about? I didn't say that for them not to do it. To each their own, read the tweet again and relax. You have my number, quote unquote, best friend. That first line of her response was kind of mad. So there's someone who's supposed to be my friend. That's aggressive as fish sticks. So at that point, I decide I don't want to talk out of anger because I'm already very savage. I valued our friendship. I don't want to talk about this right now. So I decide as a protective measure, I'm going to block her on everything. But also earlier, she had paid for a therapy thing for me that was like seven pounds a month. And because I'm very stressed in the work I do and through her work, I could get this thing, blah, blah, blah. In that moment, I said, "Ooh, someone like this, I do not want to owe you anything. I'll be damned if you go around saying, if it weren't for me, I did this. If it weren't for me, I see you for who you are. I literally do a tra bank transfer. Here's 80 pounds for like mm -hmm. the last 10 months of paying seven pounds a month for my therapy. Here you go. I don't want to owe you a thing. Oh, no man, nothing but to love them. Because now I've just seen the vicious side of you. I want to protect myself 
by all means, I do not know what's going to come out of your mouth next. I don't want to talk to you in this state. Let me remove myself. And also, uh, so now I send it to a couple of friends for accountability. This is what's happening. Talk to your friend. I do not want to talk in the heat of the moment. However, this said friend is going off in the DMs. This said friend attacks me in texts and I had been quiet. I had not, the, the, the tweet is the only response I sent because I do not want to talk in the heat of the moment. I'm a chill kind of, like chill first because if I know you and if I love you, chill first and we'll talk later because I know I can be savage. But she was pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. And in the end, she was like, why didn't you educate me? Why didn't you pull me aside? I said, I did. I tried to. But it seems you didn't want it the way it didn't happen the way you wanted to. She said, well, your energy was kind of mad. That first line. Oh, she also did a tweet and delete. That first line was mad. What were you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Did it very aggressive. And then there was also weaponizing of trauma weaponizing of mental health said what do you expect i tweeted and deleted that i have these mental health issues i have these named certain traumas i said go me too me too however i do not go around treating people like that what i'm trying to tell you is actions have consequences i said these exact words verbatim actions have consequences and words mean things what i want you to understand is i i didn't want i don't want to talk to you in the heat of the moment so she's pressing, she's pressing, she's pressing. I decide, you know what? I'm going to leave our friendship group, especially the WhatsApp group. It's a lot easier for them to be friends with her and for me to remove myself on her account because they don't have to worry about ableism. They can make all the jokes they want. They don't have to worry about accessibility when they go out because they can do whatever they want. If it's better without me, it's better without me. Because it must be hard to be my friend. You don't deserve friends like that, though. You don't deserve friends who they they make ableist jokes, whether or not you're on, you're, you're a part of it. They you don't deserve friends who don't worry about accessibility when they go out because those are people who aren't thinking of you. You deserve so much better than that, Kimmy. Also, but like, the they've been friends with you for five years. Like, what you guys had at the beginning and who you were at the beginning is probably who you are not now, you know? Mm. And your disability for the past five years, disability changes. It gets worse. It's yeah. probably gotten worse. They don't understand what you're coping with. They don't mm. know that some things that is said will trigger you. So... Let me tell you something. Think about this as a good thing. Because yes. this on top of the shit that you are dealing with is so unnecessary. And it's just mm-hmm. it's just headache for no reason. So mm-hmm. don't start thinking it's hard to be friends with me. Because no, because they wouldn't have been friends with you for five years if it was hard to be friends with you. It's just yeah, them. Their right. mentality of disability hasn't grown as along with you. But the thing is, I don't want to put that on the other other girls. Like two of them that know, they're like, "What the? We haven't done anything. Don't punish us on her account." 
and uh, the other, like there's three other girls who don't know what's going on, but I just want to save them from me. I just want to save them because she has shown me what being my friend entails. It's shown me a lot. I'll just say it's shown me a lot. I wish I could just go back and never say hello because this pain is not worth it. Kimmy, I don't think it's fair that you put that on yourself, though. That's not that's not fair to you. You can't take blame. Just like every relationship, it takes two to tango. So you can't, I don't, I'm going to fight you because I don't like this term saving them from you. You are, but let me, let me tell you something about yourself, Miss Kimmy Soko. You have came into my life, well, over the last four or five months and completely drastically changed it. You have been a blessing in my life. You and a few people, the stuff that I've been calling you about, there's no one else that I call. You and I, having you in my life has helped me become a better person. You are a blessing, a gift. So don't you, I don't want to, I don't want to hear you fucking ever say that you are saving people from you because to have you in someone's life is a ultimate blessing and a gift from God, him and they self. Or just change it to you're protecting yourself. Yes, because you're making yourself to be the problem. And that's internal ableism. And also, these other girls and all this kind of stuff, if they were really your friends, they would message you individually. You know, they'll be like, okay, babe, what's going on? The ones that know have been very supportive. I'll tell you what. The ones that know, there's two that know, and they are two of my closest friends in this whole world. They can see where she fucked up. They also have been honest with me and said, okay, this is how you would have, you could have dealt with it better. But they're also like, no, this is not okay. And they're being impartial, but being very supportive and being loving. But there's also a a matter of, we're also friends with her. So we have to, I don't want to say anything in case you make up. I said, listen, I never imagined her death not involving a funeral because she's dead to me. And for me, I'm a cancer, right? So I don't have a gray area. It's either black or white. And it's very easy for me not to miss you anymore. Like if you're, if you're a threat to my peace, if you're a threat to my mental health, because stress, I, I went back and forth with her so much in text that I got, I had to use GTN spray. I had a panic attack and my chest was getting tight. I had to use GTN spray. I had to use my inhaler, my subutamol. And I developed a a shingles-like rash on my forehead that I nearly went into hospital. That's what stress does to my body. And this person caused that. And they are crying wolf saying, I triggered the anxiety. I did this to them. I basically, by me blocking them and by me not understanding that them being rude is warranted because they have these issues because i set boundaries i said i will not be spoken to there's a one strike rule with disrespecting me and speaking down to me because the way my trauma is set up having been a trigger warning but abused all throughout my childhood being talked down to being beat like and even like you know trigger warning sexually abused i have developed a self preservation system where you do not speak to me you don't address me in a way that doesn't honor me 
more than once, you're gone. Because I value me. So when you're ableist and when you say that I should, I should let you be ableist and I should pat you on the head and be like, oh, baby, no, 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 no. My job is combating ableists in the workplace. That's my whole business. I go in workplaces and teach them how not to be ableist. My purpose, charity, is helping people circumvent ableism in the disabled community. My whole life is anti-ableist. So you're attacking everything I stand for. You're attacking me. I feel like, Kimmy, this is another thing. I know it's, it's, it's a very selfless thing to do especially when we are meant to be selfish is to like understand that they will never understand Mm -hmm. because the things you're going through Mm -hmm. behind the scenes she her own is this anxiety it's making me want to cry it's making me this making me that that's her own but she doesn't Mm -hmm. understand what happens behind the scenes with you you know with what you have to go through with the rash and this and that this and that this and that she doesn't get it. So I feel like God is even giving you a blessing right now that you don't need, like you just, you just explained reasons as to why this person should not be in your life. That's all I've been hearing. Because this yeah. person does not honor you. You have no reason to honor that person until the person decides to grow, you know, and it's now on your mindset. Then you can think about friendship again. But for now, mm-hmm. you don't even need that kind of person. Even in the tiniest, in your hippocampus, in the tiniest part of your brain. You don't. So the thing that really, so I'm reading back and one of the texts was, your reaction was incredibly overdramatic. All you needed to do was message me. We could have talked about it. Resorting to blocking me without a conversation tells me that the way you saw our friendship must not have been the same way I saw it. And that makes me sad. I don't think we need to talk about this. This reaction tells me our friendship has ended. Again, this is very manipulative. And also postured the counseling. I will be making the final payment for the therapy this month for your therapy. And I will cancel the direct debit. You will need to call them and cancel the membership. Otherwise, they will chase you up for payments and can revert it to debt collectors. All the best with all that you do and your advocacy work. That's not your friend. If that ever was your friend, you've, out, you've beyond outgrown them. Going on your knees and saying, God, thank you for removing this kind of crazy bastard from my life. Ha! <laughs> She did you favor. <laughs> you know, and I, I literally, like, I, I, I said, you know, I'm disappointed in how things played out. I'm a rational person and I don't just do things without thought. And, like, your reply hurt me. And I imagine, like, I, I said that you were facilitating an ableist conversation. People are under your comments. You have power. You have influence. You, you know, she's rising in the tech world and people look to her. She's winning awards and stuff. So when she treats people within 20 minutes, 22 minutes there were three people under that tweet talking about this and saying oh my gosh i hate the da, da, da. so for then after I, I was like your actions and your words hurt people one action can undo a lot in the human psyche and i responded to the disrespect and vitriol and dismissal and i dm'd you privately with a post hoping to start a conversation but you tweeted mad and then this is again ableist um, talk and we'll talk about it. And then tweeted another tweet and you deleted that and made me look at you differently. But the the response to that was kind of like, okay, first thing, I didn't see this, um, y- your post. I am not one of your followers. I'm your friend. 
Kimmy, can I say something very quickly? Sorry, please. This thing is just itching my body. You know this whole situation with um black and white or people that are gay and not gay? When a minority mm-hmm. posts something in order to feel other people to see it's acceptable, and you yourself, you know you have power as a two-legged person, and you go and do that. It's like a white person putting under you doing BLM or something, saying, fuck the n***. You know, you have op- you've made a leeway. Ha, ah, oh my gosh, she has opened their bum bum for everybody to come out. So, really and truly, she doesn't understand the extent of what she has done and how it has affected not even just people, it's your business as well. Because your whole thing yeah. is is to be an advocate for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So when you have people that you call a friend making leeways for people that are not your friend to now say other nonsense, that person is not your friend. It, that, honestly, no. that girl needs to go and remove herself. The prophet prophetess, that's my new saying now. Thank you, Kimi Soko. Uh, Medea, a.k.a. Tyler Perry, once said that friends are like trees. Some are like leaves and they blow in the wind. They come and go. Some are branches. They stay for a while, but they can break off. And then you have those roots. And the roots are the ones that you need to survive. Homegirl was not a root. She most likely was a branch that broke off. And guess what? Even with that twig broken off, that tree is still a tree standing strong with her own foundation and her own roots that of people who understand what type of friendship you need and what it means to be Kimmy Soko's friend. You let that let that branch twig be a branch and twig. It's on the ground now and broken off. And you know what? The friends that I have in that group, especially the two I've been talking to, are my roots. They are my roots. And actually, like, the, the other girls in the group, they are, like, strongly, we are embedded. And I've been able to find solace in talking to two of my girls that are, like, okay, sis, they know everything. And I, they don't judge me. They've seen me in hospital. And it, this is, the, the, the reason why it hurts and the reason I cry, this girl has come to see me in hospital when I spent three months in hospital. This girl, like, was there when my dad died and, and we we're going through complications and I had to have surgery after my dad died. This girl was through a lot with me. So for me to be like, hold on. And this is why I understood when people are like, oh, I know about this. My friend is disabled. You're, you're having a disabled friend doesn't make you like uh, understand the disabled experience. Just like standing in a garage doesn't make you a car. Well, maybe because you have a black friend. That does not mean you accept black people. Yeah, you don't understand the black struggle because you have a black friend. The thing is, I feel like what people need to do with disabilities is the same thing with what is like things that used to be taboo and are not acceptable now, with the whole homophobia, you know, gay people being acceptable, black people being acceptable. You know, I'm not saying we will not suffer, but us too, we've been suffering in the sidelines for too, yeah. too long. You get, so people don't really understand. And, uh, guy, this is giving me a headache, I can't lie. You know when you're just on the edge of your seat? <sighs> Kimmy, sorry, continue. My brain is hot. <laughs> Oh yeah, continue. My brain, my brain, they hurt. Continue, please. <laughs> you know what? So I literally looked in the mirror and I said, "Bitch, you lost a friend to ableism." No, a friend lost you due to their ableist ideas that they have inside of them. 
Wow. I'm going to change that narrative for you, ma'am. You're a smart person, but you're not twisting this thing the other way around. Come on. You are saving yourself from them. And the thing is, with my other friends, individually, we can be friends because I love them all and they've done nothing at all. But as a group dynamic, it's like a divorce who gets what, who gets who. Y'all can have that. You can have her because I don't want to be in the group. Seeing someone who was vile to me be like all nice and whatever. But you know what? This is a chance to talk about casual ableism in everyday language. So mental illness and physical disability are things that are so ubiquitous in our culture because there's so many people who have these things. And so our language, certain phrases, certain words that are synonymous with these conditions have been embedded into our language, into the English language. So we use words like the R word, um, crazy, lame, dumb, insane. And we'll be talking about someone like, oh my gosh, this person is emotionally crippled. Then we grew up with people saying, oh, you're spaz. Handicapped. Mm. Another one is spastic, psycho, psycho, sociopath, psychopath, uh, psychotic, imbecile, deranged. Yeah, so words like that, like that weaponize uh, mental illness, especially, are so common. And I'm trying to unlearn that. I will slip up because the, the, I, it's an unconscious thing. I'll say, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Oh, that's so mad. Oh, you're dumb. But I'm trying to unlearn our casual ableism in language because I'm realizing that like it's so ableism is so embedded in our everyday language that we don't even know that when we're being part and parcel to ableism as disabled people. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Do you know how many times like I'm inclined to say crazy or mad? Like My natural thing is to say, are you mad? Because it's, it's an African thing. And that's an African Isn't thing. it? We use insults to talk. That's the truth. Uh-huh. And that's how Happy. we connect as well. So it's yeah, so, so difficult to now remove that from your culture and from yourself yeah. again. Mm-hmm. It just shows how this thing, they screw drive, they screw drive them, what do you call it, ableism inside our lives, inside society. It's so yeah. deeply there that like, that thing is rusted. It's in the foundation. Yeah, we're going to need hey, everybody's help to be able to change driver. something. We got it. We can do it in our lifetime. Amen. We can. And if we can not, do it in, in the lifetime of other, like, I don't, if my child ends up oh, yeah. disabled, like, even though I, that's not, I can't lie, that's not what I pray for because I know how difficult my own life has been. But mm. if it happens, God willing, it doesn't happen. I wouldn't want my yeah. child living in a world that I used to live in. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because yeah. um, disability is only starting to be acceptable now. 
Because mm-hmm. if you remember before, like someone could literally tell us why are we in the toilet? Like the way they used to like separate black and white people. Someone will ask us why are we not in the disabled toilet? Someone has asked mm-hmm. me that before. You know, so imagine we just need to be able to change this thing, hopefully. I always have these thoughts when I'm thinking to myself, like, as a disabled person, I'm like, I hope my children don't have to have the same experience that I have had because it's tough. But I always think, am I also influenced by eugenics, which is another construct that's deeply embedded in our thinking that we need to dismantle, that disability is so undesirable that I'm like, no, 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 no disabled children because there are people literally terminating disabled pregnancies. So always makes me think, what is, do I pray just, I just want healthy babies for the sake of the ease of their lives and so that I don't have to manage my disability and their disability? Or is this informed by eugenics and it's literally that social construct living in my head rent free. That's a very interesting thought. <laughs> I'm processing it. Um, Do you see what happens when you live in my head? Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. I'm trying to apply it against my own thinking. You know, just the idea of, you know, um, hearing, I always talk about how Kimmy educates me so much. You know, I never thought about like me and <laughs> I'm not going into it too much. <laughs> But, you know, with procreation, you know, the chances of, you know, giving or having a child with a disability, I never thought about the aspect of like, well, is that something that I want for my child? Um, I think me personally, if I was to have a child with a disability, the only thing that matters to me, and this is why I think I really began to get into this work on the disability space, is because, and I think the two of you ladies can relate. No one deserves to be freaking, um, correction, no one deserves to be fucking treated the way I did as a child. So even if I do have a child who has a disability, I want to make sure that he, she, or they have more of a stable foundation and supportive upbringing than I did. Because I, on the daily, people told me to go kill myself. And this is from like age 10. Yeah. No one deserves that. And so if I have a disabled child or a child with a disability, it is what it is. What's important to me is making sure that the systems that are in place are to support them and not to get them to cast themselves out and make it feel like that they are a burden to themselves in the world. Which is a, a um, problem that we carry with us, that, that, thought, that thought process is something that haunts me and I will be working out in therapy that you know i'm a burden to people you know uh with my accessibility like i was talking to a friend who's having a 30th birthday party in a loft and it's an old building without an elevator a lift so i wouldn't with with <laughs> with my these my plastic legs i'll not be able to go up so is it a case of missing my best friend's 30th birthday because of stairs or do they have an alternative it's grim well, it comes with how we were raised. Yeah. We were raised yeah. with, in, with internalized ableism. Yeah. 
But you know what? We were actually supposed to talk about like the current challenge with people faking seizures and the anti-vaxxers faking disability. But I believe that's a conversation for another day. So we're going to cover that in depth on another day. So stay tuned for our hot take or our two senses on people faking disability as a deterrent for vaccination and people doing the current challenge imitating the woman who faked a seizure in Victoria's Secret and whatnot so there's a lot to talk about there's a lot of ground to cover but we will be closing it has been amazing to talk to you ladies it's been an emotional episode a tearful one Debola is not here we didn't have you know the testosterone to balance us out there was hella estrogen and I loved the feels like I just loved it it was beautiful and it was therapeutic and we cried whenever because Debola wasn't like get it together (laughs) so I loved it (laughs) so we're gonna close with our say it with your chest so what guilty pleasure would you like to defend what thing in society is your pet peeve that you would like to say with your chest that stop it what would you like to boldly say with your chest in closing short and sweet yeah um contrary to what society has created to be my narrative i am not a problem my disability is not a problem how people treat me because of my disability is the problem. She said it with her chest. I felt it in my brain. Yours. What would you like to say with your chest? What I would like to say with my chest is this world is big enough for everybody. Whether you are able, disabled, unable, okable, unable, horrible, whatever the fuck you are, this world has proved to be big enough for you. And if your space isn't big enough for you due to your disability, I'm rich. I have a big house. Come and stay with me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> packing my bags. Finger clicks. Yeah. <laughs> what I would love to say with my abundant bosom chest is that who I am is not my fault. You will not make me feel like this is all me. You will not make me feel like my reaction to ableism is overreacting. You will not make me feel like your actions in ableism are warranted and who I am is just blowing things up inherently. Who I am informs my reactions but who I am does not impede my judgment because who I am informs my judgment to be sound, to be true. This is my antenna. This is, this is my uh, barometer. You know, it sets, it sets the temperature. So who I am is perfect. Thank you very much. Yes. Yowls. So we still haven't had any agony, uh, bootleg agony on because y'all don't be trusting us like that, like that. Uh, but we're gonna close with a hominy for our homies. Uh, we speak a blessing over everyone. 
And in closing, would like to say we've come to the part of the podcast where we part ways. And we hate to see you go, but we're sending you off with a blessing, good health, protection, prosperity, and may your God bless you, baby. We love you and would love to thank our guest, Zainab. Thank you guys so, so much for having me. Kimmy, ah. Anytime I'm always there to join now that I've gotten over my nervousness, you know. Thank you so much for having me. And Christine, it was lovely to you like to yeah. find you know a prosthetic body, you know. It's not every day you find a prosthetic body these days that are willing to even hey. come out and be confident and be confident to talk or even show their faces. Because really and truly, like the world wanted to put us in a cocoon. Really and truly, mm-hmm. we are in a cocoon. Some of us are there still today but it's so mm. nice to see somebody that is oh my god i'm about to say like me which is true because yes like it's not you. what i see every day i like you know i've ever, only ever met one person with a prosthetic like ever so you know it, you get the picture thank you guys for being brave for being beautiful for being black and for what being mm-hmm. dope and disabled <laughs> Dope, black, disabled, and beautiful. And thank you, Christine, for being that host, that chick. And thank me for not crying the whole episode and holding it together. Thank you, Kimmy, for being just the amazing Kimmy Soko that you are. (laughs) Thank you. We'll see you next week. Be good, be blessed, be cute, and fight ableism because it's nice. Thank you for hanging out with us. I hope you like us as much as we like you. Join us for bi-weekly episodes where we'll continue these conversations. In the meantime, connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dope Black Disabled and follow us on Twitter at Doobie Disabled. See you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.